This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This podcast contains graphic discussion of attempted suicide and may be disturbing to some listeners. Discretion is advised. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horson, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we're talking to country singer, songwriter, Chase Bryant. Chase busted onto the scene in 2014 with a couple of top 10 hits right out of the gate. But since then, we haven't heard much from him. We'll talk to him in a few minutes about why that is, why he left his record deal, and why he moved home from Nashville. We also have an incredibly powerful conversation about mental health and Chase's suicide attempts and how he's back on track with some new music coming this summer. But first, we do need to discuss a little something. Well, I feel like you need to discuss something and clarify some stuff. Yeah, been all over you, the damn news. You had all of the nation fired up yesterday. Oh, man, I know. Over something I didn't think was going to be a big deal. Like I put it on my Instagram. I thought it'd be a fun conversation. And next thing I knew... It's getting tagged in like literally like like a lot of articles. Just to say that a lot of articles. So basically, I went on my Instagram a couple of days ago. So I did a Q&A. Somebody asked me, do you think The Bachelor will last forever? And I said, no, nothing lasts forever. And I said, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends after Michelle's season and there's not another Bachelor season. You want to clarify why yeah, well, <laughs> you think it's going to end after Michelle's Yeah, so I went on to clarify, was, yeah, because... There's yeah, a lot I, of mix up here right. in so, all these opinions. Yeah. So I went on to clarify the next slide. And of course, probably nobody watched that one because they saw what they needed to see. And I said, you know, uh, basically, I think it has to do with a lot more to do with Chris Harrison than anything else. Like no contestants or anything like that. I think a lot of people, whether you agree or disagree with Chris Harrison and what happened with Chris Harrison, I think that took away for a lot from the show. And I think we we're going to lose some viewers, blah, 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 blah. But what really sucked is, and listen, this isn't the first time I've been a victim of the clickbait i mean that's like a thing now because all people care about in the those like instagram and like website news uh is clicks that's all they care about so they don't care about what the article says they just want it to be juicy enough to click and one of the articles that really angered me was they made it seem like i was blaming michelle for the show canceled they were like blake thinks the show will end after michelle or because of michelle's season or something like that and i was like whoa 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 like that is completely taken out of context so that's frustrating you know i don't know like i i <laughs> i just find it funny that every time i feel like nobody gives an f about like old alumni of the bachelor you say one thing man and then all of a sudden it's like you're on every every article i was this is what our society has messed up yesterday was not a slow news day you know, like Derek, how do you say his name? Chauvin? It doesn't even fucking matter. That guy, that asshole. Yeah, that asshole was put in jail. And yet I was still trending on Google News above that. Like that's how messed up our society is or how crazy Bachination is. It's one or the other, maybe both. But it was just like, man, I just, it felt like I was blown out of proportion a little bit. And, and I want to clarify, we like the show. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we love want, the show. Yeah, we don't want the show to be canceled. I wish they would kind of get back to like maybe some of the grassroots and like me focus too. on the love stories and me like too. build people up instead of like tearing people down on the show. I agree. And I, and I think, I think somebody, I saw some comments and I had some DMs and stuff and people, a lot of people were like, I think you're right to a degree. Like, I think the way it's been shown the last like four seasons needs to change and they're going to come up with something new or, you know, maybe more of a paradise theme rather than a bachelor bachelorette. So maybe the show more like a love Island or yeah, like yeah. 
more of a game like i want to say game show but like a true like dating show yeah where it's just organic you put a bunch yeah like paradise you just put a bunch of people together they just Mm -hmm. have to rebrand it maybe maybe or maybe we're idiots because or maybe i'm an idiot because i tell you what i might eat my words because (laughs) the second i say bachelor could be canceled or whatever end soon all of a sudden, people come out of the woodwork and it's trending number one and Bachelor Nation shows its power. So I'm like, maybe I'm just an idiot and I'm going to be completely wrong because the fact that people get that upset when I say my, not even upset, I guess, just like it sparked conversation because I had a lot of people agree with me, but it was just funny to see. I was just like, whoa, you know, people are very invested in this world, very passionate about Bachelor. Yeah. And I, like I said, we, we both agree. Listen, we want the show to continue. We do a damn podcast. We like talking about it. Like yeah. I, and the show's done some amazing things. Yeah. I mean, like real life, you know, financially, <laughs> you know, it's been great for yeah. you guys. And also we've built some extremely strong life time friendships and relationships throughout this show and absolutely there are literal human beings created there are babies created because of this show like that's cool this show's done a lot it's done some shitty things but it's also done a lot of good it's like in Mm. no way do we want the show to be canceled i was just somebody asked me a question and i answered and said i wouldn't be surprised um but yeah so glad we clarified that because i had some anxiety last night man seeing all these articles i was like fuck same i always have the anxiety because i'm like damn why didn't you save that shit for our show (laughs) at least we get credit for the podcast get some listens stop doing live question and answers (laughs) (laughs) damn man that got a that got a hand quick but yeah that was surprising because i was having a lot of people dm me like this is already a news story already i'm like it's not even news I know it's not even news. I've said it before. Especially <laughs> yesterday. It was n- not news. Yeah, not news, man. It's crazy, man. Imagination has some power. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. It's a fun weekend ahead. Uh, yeah. Your birthday. Birthday is, well, today. Yeah. Um, birthday is today. The big three, two. And if you guys are in Denver, we will be celebrating somewhere if you want to maybe. A lot at the old Grizzly Rose. You might know it from the world-famous podcast, Behind the Rose. (laughs) (laughs) But we will be at the Grizzly Rose uh, Saturday night having some fun. Um, Dancing. I can't wait to dance, man. Um, So it's going to be a fun night. So if you're in the Denver area, swing on by. I'm out. Say hi. Wish Blake a happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Take some shots with me. He loves whiskey. No. No brown liquor for me. Just tequila, please. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be a fun night for sure. Get a, it's always good to get a bunch of, get the fam, my fams coming down and stuff. It'll be fun to get everybody together. So you guys can come and see Blake black the fuck out. So. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> maybe, maybe get a stagecoach experience. <laughs> no, 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 no. section. <laughs> we call Don't those sleeping no greets, not meet and greets. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Edit Sorry. that out. No, just wait. <laughs> I was low hanging fruit. No, I don't care. I know. Um, and then also we wanted to get to. Your favorite things podcast, which is a, what do we call them? Like a colleague, right? Because we're both under Podcast Nation, so sister, yeah, brother, a sister podcast, podcast of ours uh, by Brandy Cyrus and Wells Adam. They so Brandy came to my show here in Denver. Was that two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, Denver, and she was also in Nashville. That's right, she was in my well, Nashville. She heard show it back too. to back weekends. Yeah, she did, and she, they got into a not an argument. It was like a conversation on whether or not Disney songs are okay to play in the club. And for example, I have a dope remix to "Let It Go." from frozen it's dope as fuck have you seen i put it on my instagram and we're like 80 to 20 right now i've heard it it a hundred times i hear in every city we play or you play you 
nod your head a little bit, which is a lot for Eric. Guys. If Eric nods his head, it's a fucking banger. Yeah. I will say that this Frozen song, it insanely gets the crowd going. It's funny too, because when you first start it, it starts super slow and people are like, the fuck is this? And then they realize what it is. They're like, oh and man. Let it go drops. Yeah. It is game fucking <laughs> it over. It goes so hard. So um, You think you're at a walk a flock of show. <laughs> Oh man, just Blake playing Frozen. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you guys. Do you think that Frozen is appropriate to play in the club? Would you fist pump and jump up and down if Let It Go went went off in the club? Because right now my Instagram poll is like eighty twenty yes. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling. And I'm good. one of the twenty percent that said no. <laughs> you know what? All the people who said no are fucking moms. They're in my DMs being like, "Listen, I would love this song if my daughter didn't play this twenty times a day." And I was like, "What I would be impressed with if you can mix in your set, if you can find a dope mix to Baby Shark." And let's see how that goes off. Dude, it's out there, but I don't, I, dude, I don't know. That might, that's a lot for me. Even. That's a lot for me. I had somebody in my DMs say their favorite, they were at a club once, and one of their favorite, like, crazy, weird songs that somebody played was the theme song for Arthur. There was a remix for the theme song for Arthur, and he said it went so hard. I was like, okay, I might have now, to look I'm into old, that. And I don't even remember that. Really? One, so like, oh, I yeah, remember Arthur. Like, I remember. I don't Arthur. remember Arthur. So I'm gonna have to look into that. I know the name, that. but I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember the song either. But I'm gonna have to look into that because. That's a bold statement. I'm going to see if he's right or not. It was a guy, too. He's like, dude, Arthur theme song goes hard. I was like, okay. So I'm checking to that. But if you guys like Frozen, come out to our show. We got, should we go ahead and announce May 22nd? Or should um, we wait? I think we should wait. Okay. Because we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a guest on also talking about that date. Hey, okay. So we'll wait. So, little teaser. Stay hey, tuned. Little teaser. So, um, yeah. But we could say this. Should we just say the city? Yeah, we say the city. We're coming back to Chi Town, Chicago. Come to Chicago. I've been there. Wow, I've been there in like a year, man. We were talking about that. I think it's been almost two years. Yeah, you're right. It's almost two years. Did an appearance at Bounce in Chicago, but yep. it's gonna be a fun night. Probably some special guests and have some fun. Maybe we'll do a podcast with all those people. We should guests when we're it, there. They'll be leaving for paradise shortly after, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Some of them. So, most of them. So, all right, cool. If you're in Denver, see you this weekend. Yeah, see you at Grizzly Rose. All right, coming up, our chat with Chase Bryant behind the rose. Chase, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Short notice, but what else do I have to do, right? <laughs> we hit you like today. Yeah, like, hey, uh, you available? Yeah, yeah. I texted you like three hours ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> appreciate That's it. Great. Your name's come up a couple times. We wanted to get you on, so glad it worked out, man. You're in Texas right now, right? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm down here. I'm living down here now after... A long stint in uh, Nashville. Where, where in Texas exactly? Uh, I'm down in South Texas, um, way down here, like around Corpus Christi area. So I'm oh, nice. I'm pretty far down in the down in the woods. Was that like a big decision for you to move out of Nashville, or did you feel like it was like the right thing to do, the right timing, all that? I thought it was the right thing to do like four years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, I, it felt. I don't know if right would be the thing because I still question it sometimes. Like, you know, what is this going to do to my career? What, you know, I mean, obviously I didn't move to Texas to say I'm going to be a Texas country guy or so on and so forth. I I just moved here for a change of scenery. I mean, I'm going back to Nashville next week to work for a week. So, um, but I thought it was the right time 
for my mental state and the fact that I just couldn't handle, you know, all the, I just, I was tired of the noise, you know, I, I guess we can put it in that way. And, and I just knew I needed to go somewhere and be creative for a while and not have anybody, you know, climbing down my throat. You know, it was like, I, I just felt like that was my best times were when I was left alone, you know? And, um, so that's kind of what prompted me to come here. I was say yeah, Nashville's great for a lot of different reasons, but also I bet it can get overwhelming at times when you're actually in the music industry. I love going there and drinking and having a good time, but I'm like, if yeah. I'm in the actual music industry, you know, it could be a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, some point in my life had probably drank that town out of beer, but I <laughs> feel like for me, it, it, it was okay. It's time to grow up. You know what I mean? It's time to make some decisions and time to really start focusing more on yourself and stop focusing on everybody else. You know, mm. you know, I, I bought this place down here that was in my dad's family since 1969, just the house. I mean, the land's been here for God, probably a hundred years. I don't know, but my dad helped build this house was grew up in this house. And um, I'm like a hundred yard. I mean, I'm looking at the ocean right now and I'm on just hundreds of acres surrounding me and it's, it's been awesome, man. And it's, I think there's like 59 people in the part that I live in. So <laughs> there's not a whole lot of civilization around yeah. here. If you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I don't even have Wi-Fi for this call. I'm calling off my like 5g network <laughs> for my phone. Got a hot spot, I, baby. Doing a hot yeah. Spot. And I think that's coming out of Mexico. So I don't have a bill this month from what I know. I don't know. <laughs> that's phenomenal, man. I'll tell you what though, that's a good spot to go. Like you just talked about, like, to get creative and kind of just be with yourself, you know, and like get creative. So that, that's pretty exciting. I mean, have you written, have you been there during quarantine? Is that kind of when you made your move down there? No, I made my move down. You know, I, I had been in Austin making a record. I was that I was supposed to make in Nashville. And we came down last May to Austin and I had already sort of started, my will started turning to move down here, honestly, for years, like, I mean, even right after I had a, that little bit of you was out right after that, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to Texas and it never worked then. Uh, and also I didn't have the money. I mean, I still don't, but, um, <laughs> I think it was, we cut in May and by September I had sold and I had bought this house. So I had sold my house in Nashville. I bought this place and my mom actually like packed up all my stuff. I was down here working back and forth on this record mm -hmm. and, and, um, and so she like packed everything up. Some buddies went over and helped her put the stuff in the trailer. And I, I literally got done doing overdubs on this record, drove back to Nashville, like 16 hours and then got in the rental van and drove down another 16 hours and moved oh, my wow. entire family and me down. So, wow. Holy cow. So yeah, it's big. yeah it was a, that's a big move. Like that's, that's not just like an easy thing. Like you said, you want to do it for a while. So. No, it wasn't easy. I'm still having yeah. back problems after that drive. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, man. Do you think you've made better music during quarantine or do you think, you know, not? Do you think it hasn't helped your writing process? That's a good point. I was thinking about this today. I think I've made better records in quarantine. I don't think I've necessarily, there are some songs that I've written really well, but I, I'm writing differently. Like I'm not, mm. I'm not really chasing those songs that we all know you know it's and and not that, that i don't say that in a bad way they're they're great i mean I, and and honestly i don't know how to do that anymore i mean i i think i used to and i still have a thing that works for me but the only thing that i ever found that worked was like again like a little bit of you like that was i know how to do that 
but I'm trying to dig deeper. So I feel like it's taking me longer to write a song now. And I don't, man, it just makes you think to all new depths. Like, I can't tell you how hard I think every single day, like overthink and get in my own way on a daily basis. <laughs> Somebody called me the other day and they were talking about an engineer that I worked with on this record. And I, and I said, I never knew what that guy thought of me. And they said, well, they said that you were like one of the most talented dudes he had ever met, but if he didn't stay out of his way, he'd end his career. So I was like, man, I should probably stop doing that. And there again today I'm overthinking. So I mean, it could be worse, I guess, you know, it could have no talent and overthink, but very, yeah. you know, yeah. that's cool though. So you do have some, some new music coming out, right? You got an album dropping this summer. Yes. So that's sad because it's been a while. It's been a minute since you've dropped something, right? Um, there's a couple sides out right now. Another one coming out on the 30th. It's been a long process, grueling process. It's been like f- almost four years, I think, since I had put anything out, mm-hmm. uh, I was in a pretty rough spot mentally. Uh, you know, I, I went into like, I mean, not to get too dark, but it was like I was in uh, a, a mental health facility, I guess mm-hmm. you could call it a hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. only way I know how to put it. Yeah. Uh, but I went through that and, and just getting my psych right for a long time. I mean, I, it was a long, long process, a yeah. very long process. Yeah. This music, has this been something you've had more, you know, like ready sitting there just waiting for the right moment? Or is this something what you've been writing recently? Well, it goes, it's, it's odd. Like there's some things that have been around and there's some stuff that was just kind of like right before we started cutting. Um, But I cut two records that will probably never be heard in the process of those four years. One of them was, I just didn't really love it. The second one we did well, I mean, here's basically what happened. I cut two records. The label said no to both of them. One of them, I understand why. The second, I mean, the first one was not good. The second one, it's like, man, it's like Eric Church or like Jack Ingram Electric meets Nine Inch Nails. Ooh, wow. So check this out. So we went to this cabin in the woods I'm not making this shit up, okay? We went to this cabin in the woods for like two weeks. We loaded. I literally bought a recording console out of New Orleans. We had taken all this gear down, and we stayed for two weeks and cut and did everything in this cabin for two weeks. And this record is insane. Like, it is – like, I'm almost – you know what? Like after this podcast, I'm kind of thinking about just putting it out because I don't have any restrictions because I paid for it. But it's one of those things that it's it's like it's on a whole nother Ooh, like I'm pumped. You got to be ready for it because it's I'm like pumped. we it's like I don't even know how to explain it. it. It's it's so whacked out. It was me and my three piece band. It was me, bass and drums, no pianos, no keys, none of that crap. It was just like which I love that crap, by the way, I've just finished playing Steve before the phone call. Um, but it's this very, very, very like trippy, like psychedelic 
country record. Ooh, it's pretty man. good. That's pretty cool. I've never really heard the way you described it was amazing. So I like the kind of music, country music that I'm into is kind of like the more gritty kind of country music. But I've never heard somebody say psychedelic country music. I'm in, I'm I'm into it, man. I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna drink the potion, man. I'm gonna try it. It's trippy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I promise you, we didn't drink any potion down there. I swear <laughs> to God, it just wound up coming out that way. But it, it was uh that was like right after I had gone into the hospital, I think, or maybe. It was either right after, or right before. So I was in a pretty like mm-hmm. deep spot, you know what I mean? And I oh, just yeah. needed to get it out. Mm-hmm. That record is really cool. And then obviously, I mean, my new record I love tremendously. Um, but that that one that we did is just, dude, it's it's insane. I'll have to send it to you guys. It's oh, yeah, yeah please that. do. It's fun, it man. I feel yeah. I feel like I've I've heard some of this like on the bus a few years ago because I, I remember us having like that back channel like off the record conversations. Like you you're voicing like your frustration with your label at that time because mm-hmm. you didn't have like any of that like creative control and like putting out what you actually wanted to put out back yeah. then. Yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of exciting. Yeah, under the new label, hopefully you'll you'll be able to get to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's the thing. I, I remember those conversations well, because I remember, uh, I remember playing you guys a lot of stuff. It was me, you and Ken, I mm-hmm. believe were on the bus listening to stuff and Ken has heard all those records. And by the way, let's shout out Ken for all the, the dope JBL gear. Yeah, dude. He always sends us. And you're the man. (laughs) Yeah, I remember those days listening like to to your music and stuff. And like, yeah, I was like, damn, this shit is good. Well, you know, dude, here's the funny thing. I'm actually I'm getting back together with those guys for like one of the first gigs I played in quarantine this next week. And uh we're playing a gig out in in Tennessee, whatever a gig is anymore. Um and and uh I'm sure that conversation will come up and I'm kind of itching to put that out because that was like a, I mean, if nothing else, it would be like a side project, but yes, my frustrations were the fact that it was like, I think at the time I was probably mad at the label, but I think I was more mad at myself because I really didn't know where I was going. You know, I was like, well, I've had some hits, you know, I got pretty self-indulgent and said, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And, and, you know, in the end of the day, it didn't work out. But to be honest, it's like since I put this stuff out, they were some of the first people that called and were like, congratulations, man. Stuff sounds great. Let us That's know if you cool. need anything. We love you. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I love that we have that um, rapport still. But, you know, in all honesty, it's like it's good that I got out and we all got out of that situation because it, it became pretty toxic. You know, I, I yeah. feel like yeah uh in my head it did i not necessarily with them just for me as an artist you know absolutely yeah um and i do want to get into kind of like you know because w- i've been very open about my struggles with some of my dark times and everything and i want to kind of get into how i mean you seem great now and how you kind of got all, out of all of that so we're going to do that right after this Chase, I have so much respect to you and your willingness to like to talk about like what you went through and everything because I've I've been open on this podcast and on my on my social media and on my platform about some of the dark that I've been and I'm a huge mental health advocate. That's yeah. like something like I'm very passionate about now. And um, I read your story and everything, and it really hit home for me because I was had some some really bad times um, when I was you know going through my television life, my reality television life. So man, I guess the one thing I wanted to ask you is for you. It seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm sure people from the outside did people know that kind of you were you were struggling or did it seem like you kind 
kind of you were on top of the world i bet for most right i mean you were you were a successful artist you kind of yeah. you know you had a, a lot going for you well i i think that was probably a lot of people that you know might have thought okay maybe something's not right but i don't think i let anybody in enough to really know yep. who i was you know like i didn't you know here's the funny thing is like I was always the guy that like, if you went to a bar, hell, Eric probably knows this is like, if you went to a bar with me, I knew how to escape and I knew how to get out pretty quick. You know, if, if, if I was hanging out with somebody that at the end of the day, I, I was like, yeah, I'm not really digging this. You, I was like a ghost, you know? So mm. I feel like I live my life that way. Like I never really let myself connect with people enough or them connect with me enough. I always kind of wanted to make them wonder, and I don't know if that's necessarily healthy. It's probably not, but it just kept my issues at bay, you know, cause I, these are things I was struggling with for, for a long time. Um, and then obviously, you know, I attempted suicide on a few occasions and, uh, and it didn't work. And I started talking to a couple people about it. We're saying, Hey, I need a break. And here's why. Um, that was a, that was a pretty, that was a pretty big, uh, you know, that was a pretty big moment for me to be open that much, you know, because my mom and dad, like my brother, I always felt like I was super open and would say things to them. And we would all just kind of be like, Hey, you know, if you want to stay here, it's going to stay here. You know, if you need help, let us know if you, you know, we love you, but I just never, wanted anybody to really know me i mean i and there's points in my career and my life that i blame that on everybody else because i was like what did you, you don't get it mm. and then i finally realized like oh you made it that way that's mm -hmm. you didn't want anybody to really get to know you you just wanted to be a hermit be by yourself you know and i felt like that's because i didn't want anybody to see inside and see that there was a really dark dark dude in there you know and i had been i mean I was, I, I mean, I was that way for a quite a while, you know? So I think people started to wonder, yes. Talking now, you've obviously done some work on yourself because I, I can now think back and think about how like, you know, there were certain things that I did that I regret or that certain ways I acted, but it is hard to open up somebody. It is hard to open up and admit, you know, you had moments of weakness or that you mm -hmm. are scared, you know, you do have fear. And so I think you obviously being able to talk about it will help so many more people out there. You know, I'm sure you've yeah. had people reach out to you and say how much they've helped you, right? Like, I'm sure you've had that. There was one quote I think I read, and if I misquote this, forgive me, that you want to be that empty chamber for somebody else. Like that, yeah. oof, that's very oof, powerful. That's a, yeah, that's an incredible yeah. quote, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, I mean, just to walk you down here, down bad memory lane, the story was that I had a 357 uh, revolver and I, you know, look, I, I have, when I put this story out, I've seen it two different ways. Somebody be like, oh my God, you're a miracle. And the other person go, well, how was there only five bullets? And I don't know. Okay. I was in a jacked up mindset. Mm -hmm. I remember putting six bullets in that gun. And then when I finally pulled the trigger and it was in my mouth and I pulled the trigger, I woke up and I, you know, I woke up like I came out of this sort of phase and opened the gun and there were five in it and it was a revolver. So I had either missed one, but there wasn't one in that chamber. 
So I had five chances that I could have hit, and I got I rushed and rouletted that one and only got one. Oof. Empty chamber. Yeah. And I'll tell you a crazier story. One day, you know, I, I live on all this property, right? So, like, I don't have an issue with guns. I really don't. Like, I would never go back to that place in my life. It's not worth it. It's not worth anybody doing that. Yes, I do want to be that empty chamber. I want to be that one moment of, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to find a way out of this. We're going to make it through. But there was one day that I had gone out and I was going to shoot that 357 for like the first time again. Mm -hmm. And this was when I moved down here and I had just bought some new bullets for that 357. And I was going back to shoot targets just to, you know, just go back right. and shoot targets. I love, I hunt all the time. So it was no big deal. And in my truck, when I was getting out on the floorboard rolls out a 357 bullet, that was the exact same kind that was in that gun. Wow. One. Just one. It gives me goosebumps. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what the explanation is, but it's kind of mm. weird, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, man, you do deserve a second chance. You do. You are supposed to be here, whether that's for music, whether that's for just being you, you know, yeah. the bagger at a grocery store, whatever it is, there's a purpose, you know. Yeah. Man, it was, um, it was a pretty wild patch of time there but yeah. uh you know i mean i'm healing steel i mean we all you never you, i don't think you're ever just like 100 never have a bad day again in your life like i would have liked to picture it that i would be done with that time of my life and come out like a cabbage patch kid that just has this massive smile on his face you <laughs> see him running through like fields of brussels sprouts or something but that's just not the way it works but you got to know how to get back out of that you know you got to know that there are days that are good and days that are bad you know that's how, i always say that because yeah. people you know ask me like how i'm doing a lot and i'm like listen yeah. you still have bad days and you have I mean, good most days. of like, the time you have more bad days than good yeah days, exactly but it's just, yeah it's just masked in you know your industries you got to learn to cope with it too like you can't just kind of like put everything on hold or you can't spiral if you will when you have those bad days so yeah anybody any listeners out there like if you're having a bad day just remember there there are good days that you know left that you can oh god there's so many hey i'll tell you one really quick thing this is one you should really think about a buddy of mine called me and said hey you really need to hear this this is right after i sorry that's my piano that just broke um <laughs> God, this place is a train wreck. All right. So he texted me and asked me if I was up. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Um, and he said, I, I have these, these uh, four truths that I want to tell you about. And I was like, all right. And so he told me about this that he had seen somewhere and his son had been through something similar to me. And he said, there's four truths in life. We're all going to die. So get to living. Find a purpose. Life is meaningless. We are all alone in the universe, so find people who don't make you feel loneliness. And it's up to you how you deal with those first. Those are like those cold hard truths, too. Like, I feel like everybody kind of knows those, but you never really see them on paper. You never see them, like, yeah. you know, written out. And it's like, damn, you're right. You know, like, those are, yeah, those are good. Like I said, it's still bad days, but it's pretty cool to see you've come out of that. Um, and, and you feel pretty good. It seems like you feel pretty good right now. You're back to making good music. Yeah. and to live in your life so it's good definitely man. look great sound great god was with you that day yeah i you know a lot of people have their own beliefs but that's mine it's like you know there was somebody there watching over me and and i think i know who it was you know it's like yeah. and and i'm on the same page it's like i i think if uh if there's any god-given moments that's one of them 
got a lot of good music still to make, man, because I'm pumped yeah. for this this new. I, you got me all jacked up for this psychedelic country. Like I'm trying to like imagine what that's gonna be. I'm excited. It's weird. It's very <laughs> weird. I'm still wearing the yellow glasses. I was just gonna say, man. Those play- <laughs> hey, okay, let me address something really quick. Okay, let me address the yellow glasses thing. All right. Yeah. So the problem is because I've caught a lot of shit for these. All right. So uh, you know. What happens is I have like very, 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 very sensitive eyes and like splitting headaches. And so after numerous shows, uh, it's like your eyes finally start taking a toll And when you're sitting in front of a computer all day in the Mm -hmm. studio and working or whatever. So a buddy of mine and I were talking and he was like, oh, let's go to Urban Outfitters. I was like, oh, great. What else to do on a Tuesday afternoon at one o'clock? <laughs> let's go slam it at, at, at uh, Urban Outfitters. So we went and I bought those cheesy yellow glasses as a joke. And I was like, whoa, like I'm not squinting. My eyes, my head doesn't hurt. And so it kept going oh, wow. until I finally had enough residuals off of my old hits to buy an actual set of yellow sunglasses. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like it's what i had left yeah so those, oh, <laughs> so those really do help though those really do help yeah they do i mean i wear these and i wear some blue light blockers and stuff mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean most people are like what are you did you have you ever gotten done with your skeet shoot that you've been on the past <laughs> two years those glasses or is it over that's definitely one thing i always look forward to it's like what is chase gonna fucking bust out tonight you never know man it's like <laughs> I can go from straight up like Bootsy Collins all the way to like Burt Reynolds, man. I'll go anywhere. I don't what did care. you wear at Grizzly Rose that night? Because you said you actually remembered when you played the Rose. Do you remember what you wore? Yo, I remember. <laughs> what was it? Man, I was wearing um, – y'all are going to laugh at this. But Levi's makes women's jeans that fit like the old 1950s <laughs> men's Levi's right. jeans. So I was wearing a pair of females 501 <laughs> XX in size small okay (laughs) and uh i if i recall correctly i had a ramones shirt that i cut the sleeves off because i was feeling extra buff off those (laughs) 30 curls i did in the parking lot (laughs) couple push-ups in the parking lot yeah 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 man those 11 and a half inch pythons were fucking banging that day. Yeah, dude. And I think if, 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 if I do recall correctly, I think Timberland had just sent me a new set of their boots that everybody and their mother is wearing now that Those I thought were, was yeah. probably the worst thing that's ever happened to man. Uh, but I wore those, and and that that has long um, disappeared. I just work out in a Ramon shirt now uh, about once <laughs> every quarter of every other year. So, it's a nice yeah. vintage piece, though. I see. I kind of want to see Eric. I'm sure you got a pic of that somewhere. I'm trying to find phone. a picture. He's looking for it. I knew sure he was. Dude, I, I mean, you have to have one. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> Boy, when Chase comes to town, it's going to be a party. Yeah, and a fashion show. But it's going to be good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I can't wait till you come out here again at some point for sure. When oh, things man, open up, man. Have, do you have anything in the books right now as far as like shows? Like anything you know on the on the horizon? Uh. Wait a second. Hold on. Are you guys still like can't go anywhere or what's the deal? Oh, Denver. Because I don't know. Denver's opening up. Yeah, we'll be completely open in a month, I think. Yeah, right around Memorial Day, I think we'll be a hundred percent. Man, uh, we're we've been completely open for like the past. Well, Texas never closed down. I fucking love Texas. 
yeah, why can't you guys go anywhere? What happened there? I'm just kidding. I know it's it's a very serious <laughs> issue. And I, I do think it's serious, but, this COVID thing? Uh, <laughs> no, we've been open for a minute, and we've got some gigs happening. I mean, we played one in Arkansas the other weekend, like two weeks ago, so I've quarantined since that one. And then uh, we're going to do a gig in Tennessee. And I've got some things here and there, more like you know, little private gigs and stuff. But around the new record, I'm sure yeah, we'll probably so, go out and play. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, if good. If nothing else, you know, we'll be playing, I don't know, uh, the aisle six at Walmart or something before. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever Hell, takes. I won't even be working for money. I'll be working for food by then. <laughs> you and Mason Ramsey just hanging out in Walmart. What happened to that kid? Where is he? Did he ever? I, I, I saw a video the other day and his voice is not like, you know. Well, since the balls dropped, it had to have changed. Like, he went through puberty a little bit. I think he's still out there, though. I think he's still, like, booking gigs and stuff. Well, I'm not going to lie. I did have one of his songs. I did jam in my truck every now and then riding around in uh, my old neighborhood. Uh, it was a slapper. I was going to say, he yeah. had some He had some bangers out there. I tell you what, he did. He had some bangers out there. Dude, that kid came to town, like, putting his foot in everybody's face and being like, I'm about to deliver some hits, everybody back up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he was ready, dude. Like, I don't know. I never got to meet him. I've, I've never met him, but I, I don't know. That was a wild time. I mean, it happened overnight. Like he, and, just... and I think what he was on, like he was on like version 937 of old town road. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think he was. Who's going to get was. the next, who's going to get the next verse. I mean, that's the thing, you know, that people are going to stop shouting out Freebird at shows when Old Town Road has enough verses to surpass the amount of time that they had in guitar solos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that kid is nowadays. Shit, that's a good point. There's a few that I'm still wondering about, like Frankie. Like we were talking about Frankie Ballard. Like I love that guy. You know, like I, yeah. I was just listening to a record of his the other day. And I mean, here I say, like, where are all these people? It's like, where the fuck have you been for the last <laughs> four years? <laughs> Uh, come back with a vengeance so yeah so summer this summer we'll be looking for you said maybe two two drops this summer maybe well now that i talk to you guys i'm kind of thinking about putting that tonight baby yeah (laughs) man look how good i am at like going on a press tour it's like go out there and promote your new record now i'm gonna promote another one that we cut in a garage (laughs) about six years back send that to us well i'll we'll we'll let you know we'll let you know yeah man absolutely yeah july 16th everybody uh, do you have a name for it yet? Yeah, it's called Upbringing. Everybody look for yeah. that on July 16th, Upbringing. Yeah, man. Glad to have you on. That was, gra- that was great, man. Like I said, I expect you so much for opening up about everything, man. It takes a lot. Well, no, I appreciate you guys having me. This is fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time behind the ropes. If you or someone you know is considering suicide, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Text STRENGTH to the crisis text line at 741-741 or go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org.